fuck you, Craig. And welcome, welcome, welcome back to the... Now, did Jesus Christ, I never know him at the beginning. 53rd? 54th. 54th episode of Cooped Up Conversations with Aaron, Joey, <laughs> Broke Up, and me, Cooper. Like, I genuinely just don't know why I'll never know the episode. I don't know what it... Like, I knew that in my head all day. I'm like, oh, no, no whatever. Fuck you. And joining it's us today, two... Two very special guests. I didn't even hear what you said, broke up. Sorry, I talk over people, too. I notice that sometimes when I listen to it, I talk over you guys. It's because I can't hear. So sorry. I don't mean to talk over you all the time. Mansplain and take all the power. Don't mean to do that. But uh, joining us today, two very special guests. Two demigods of SIGO. Again, we do not have a big social pool of friends. A lot of them come from SIGO. Uh, joining us today, Alex. We're not going to say your last name. And Han. We probably could. Probably going? not going to say your last name. Hello, what's up, fellas? Thank you for joining us. Um, ve- Pleasure. Today's uh, we were just saying before we started. Today's a very special episode because we're actually going to talk about health instead of being unhealthy, which we're always talking. Most of our shits about snacks, a lot of snacks talk. So this is and the opposite of that. Today we're talking anti-snacks. I'm a I'm a fat boy at heart, so you know I do love <laughs> snacks. See that was a, that's how I wanted to start. Not the fat boy thing, Alex. Jesus Christ! No, starting off great. Um, I, I was gonna ask about the snacks thing because that's one thing I did notice. Like when I like because I, I followed all your stuff. Do you want to plug your 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 stuff to, first? You both can plug your stuff at the start. That's the best chance of someone hearing it. Yeah, sure. Um, I got an Instagram. I don't really post there too much anymore because uh, I'm not in the best shape anymore. But you know, uh, the Instagram's al dot alexthetic. If you want to follow that, uh, I post probably like a couple times a month maybe now. But yeah, if you're into fitness stuff, uh, post like good recipes. If you're trying to get in shape, uh, feel free to follow. Do you want to plug your stuff? Yeah. Uh, So uh, yeah, my Instagram uh, is fairly recent as well. Uh, It's Han uh, Lifts with a Y. And um, honestly, I really just started out by posting very positive and very informational uh, uh, exercise tips and health tips. Um, primarily, you know, things that people don't really look for, like, oh, you know, have such oversight or um, when coming to work out because injuries are very likely impossible. I had, I had questions about injuries later too, because the, I I had some stuff prepared. This is why I'd, I should have put it down in the Google Doc, but I told you guys I don't do well with Google Docs. Um, and no one reads it, so it doesn't matter. Um, so that was the question I wanted to start off with because you posted a lot. Like when you were like cutting, it seemed like Alex, you ate a lot of like food still. So it's like, is is it just like the right cal? Like what 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 what's the deal with snacking if you're trying to lose weight? Because I have a problem with snacking. Yeah. So primarily, I'd say try and keep your like eating scheduled is how i do it so i'd always have my eating scheduled out throughout the day so i'd have like five meals a day set like at different times so usually it would be like every three hours so depending on when i ate my first meal it'd be like eight o'clock eleven o'clock two o'clock and so on and that way you know you kind of prevent yourself from like eating in between those times if you have it all set out throughout the day and then I'd also say one big thing, too, is just having a plan. Um, a lot of people just don't really um, have, like, a plan set out for, like, what they're going to eat throughout the day or, like, have, like, meals that are easy to prepare, that are healthy, and have, like, enough protein. 
So I'd say like having that structure really helps. Um, also I'm pretty big advocate of like flexible dieting. So I'm not like a big, you know, chicken, broccoli, rice kind of guy. Like I, I do make like French toast, like I've been eating French toast every day for like the last like year, um, for breakfast. And I mean, uh, for a while I was making like pizzas and stuff. You can just find like recipes online. Uh, great YouTube channels, Greg Doucette. He has a lot of great, like, high-protein, low-calorie recipes that taste great. So just making, like, your diet not be a diet but more of, like, a lifestyle, I'd say, is, like, the best way to, you know, get in good shape, build muscle, and just, like, reach your goals. Han, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, I was going to say that uh, it definitely separates the people that – go to the gym and you know kind of think like ah the fucking mentality and don't really have a plan that can only last you about in my opinion about one to two years um then you know you start hitting a plateau and you know you don't start seeing you know the same um you know results as you did before and so it's all the little things the planning um you know it's just consistency truly that separates the people that can see success past two to three years otherwise you're just kind of hitting a rock wall throwing putty at a wall and hoping that it'll bounce off it's not gonna work yeah i feel like that's always my problem because like i'll get into like phases where i'm like super into the shit to be honest with you the eating stuff i've never really uh never really like gotten into i don't know what i just can't do it i just really i what's i just want to add i just want to say even me who's never been near a gym has heard good things about mr greg Doucette's french toast so oh really <laughs> i didn't even yeah, i've heard of it i've heard of him and his french toast so his rest i also food, want you could still enjoy a good snack i know and i want to apologize by the way too uh normally i introduce aaron and and and, and uh pro cup i'm not gonna lie I was how we're doing. apex and i just didn't want to stop so i was just gonna like hope you guys said nothing to me <laughs> oh word oh word uh no i i felt bad because um I had to cover because I didn't mean to jump in about the fat boy comment, and then uh, and I had to co- I had a, I had a little backpedal from there, um, but yeah no I I I I just can't stick to the eating thing because like originally like I always thought like oh you got to eat like just chicken breast and fucking rice and shit like the stereotypical yeah, stuff and I just like can't do that and then it's just also like just myself I'm like so it's so hard for me to be like consistently like wanting to cook like. I, 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 it's like I prepping for the whole week. I just know myself. I'm like by like the third day. I'm like I don't, I'm not gonna want this thing a third day in a row. And I get that's why that's that's what separates the few from the from the the commoners. But that's just always been my problem is the eating. I feel like because I can go to the gym and stuff consistently. Like I was going for a while too. Like for the last like four months, I was going pretty consistently. And then um, I stopped again. I stopped going. But this time I it was my problem is eating. eating too, Coop. But it's like the other end of the spectrum if you know what i mean you don't eat enough yeah like i can't like i not See, that I i'm feel, into the gym but i, just I feel like i like, don't eat enough and it's I, like I don't eat enough I'm of like good stuff feel like i'm gonna like throw up if i eat anymore i know you just have to push through it i'm pretty sure but yeah dude there's like a pretty wide range of like like a pretty big spectrum of people as far as like eating goes like i know i i was working out with bradley you know bradley cooper yes and pro cop but um, yep. me and Han for a while, we were working out with Bradley and like trying to do his diet and get him to like gain weight because Bradley's if Bradley's like a whale basically. <laughs> and this kid, for some reason, 
could not gain weight for like the life of him. Like we would um be on like top of his shit like all the time. We he'd be like going to the gym with us like every day or not not every day, but you know, we'd have some rest days in there obviously. Like I'd be I was living with him at the time. Me and Han both were, so we'd always be on top of him about eating like Yeah, it would either be you're going out and working out with him or if you know you're busy with class, I would just help him out. Dude, I'd literally go home. Job. I'd I'd like go home on the weekend and I'd be like in the back of my head, I'd be like, Oh shit, I gotta text Bradley and tell him to fucking eat because I know he's not gonna eat unless I actually like tell him to. That's like, really the same thing with me is like I just like I eat because I'm like, yeah, you're supposed to eat, Aaron. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I can sit there and not get hungry forever. But I also feel like, Aaron, you could throw like fourteen thousand calories down your down your stomach, dude. Like, in a day, and you wouldn't even notice it. Like, to be honest with you, that's the thing. Like, I mean, I maybe like... I doubt it though. But like, I definitely don't eat enough. That's the thing. Like, I feel like that people oh, say. No you know what I mean? Like, I feel like people say, like, oh, like I eat so much, but it's like then you're not eating enough. I'll admit, like, I don't eat enough. Yeah, yeah, my eating schedule is pretty sporadic. Like, I will just, like, used to, like, eat loads of food. Like, one time I went to this plaza, right? It, it was pretty funny. When I was done with wrestling practice after high school, and first thing I do is I go to Qdoba, you know, get mm-hmm. double meat and load it up all the way. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is, like, pretty fat. And then I'll just go over next door. I will go to Five Guys and get a large Cajun fry. And then I'll go to Starbucks next door after that, get a drink, like a Frappuccino, and I would actually digest all of that. And I'm still, you know, lanky. I'm like 6 feet, 155, um, about 12% body fat. And, and that. in, order, in, order, yeah, in order for me to, yeah, now like, you know, I'm three to four years kind of along um, my fitness journey. And it's like, if I want to break past that boundary, it's... I'd have to do that consistently or, you know, think outside the box. It's like, you know, if you're thinking you're just, if you're just responding to your hunger, it's just your normal day, you know, you're just still in a regular homeostasis. And what it really requires is you to get out of your comfort zone is to tell your body, like, I need to eat more and I need to feel uncomfortable because it's not easy, you know, gaining weight or losing weight, no matter way you spin it left, right, up, down. Yeah, it's like, yeah, either side of like that too, like gaining weight and losing weight, like the the times when you're comfortable is when like your body is at like a body fat percent that it like wants to be at. It's like if you want to get higher or like lower than that, it's like you got to push yourself out of your comfort zone. And that's what a lot of people can't get over. Like Bradley had a hard time with that and like staying consistent with it. My problem is if I don't, so like, I can go to the gym literally like I was going like five times a week and then literally I stopped going one day and then it just fucked me up. I just like, my problem is, is like, I just like the second I start sliding, it's like, I'm done. Like I just, that's, I need to like, uh, once I get like a routine though, that's the problem. My routine always changes. And like as much like the problem is I settle into routines. Okay. Sabrina, Jesus Christ. Chill out. Anyway. Bless up, sorry. Shouldn't keep saying Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, I, I, once I settle into my routine, like, like it's hard to like break that. Like the routine's the hardest part. Like so, like, like I'm used to like operating at different times and shit. Like my routine's different for every day. Like it's just I don't know. I did. 
I need there's like definitely something mentally that either a, a psychologist or like myself just needs to break one day and then I think I'll get over it because it's just like I can't like I need the day to day like same schedule. Dude, I'm the same way. I love routines. Like and it's uh, <laughs> it's good Dude, that you mentioned that, Cooper, about routines, because I was gonna say that you know one day is not really gonna hurt you, but it's really crucial on that second day that you say you gotta either return, because two days of not going can kill a month's habit, just like that. And I've I've personally experienced that as well, and I've seen my friends experience that as well. It's just it's it's shit. It's a shitty fact to understand that like you can spend a lot of days, months, you know, half a year and two days can really just snowball into something that, you know, you didn't see coming at first. Dude, it's so hard to keep a routine too, like over the summer, I found. Oh yeah. Like and like have like balance, like life balance, work balance, all this like stuff. It's so hard to do it during the summer cuz there's just so much stuff going on in the weekends and like like I feel like I'm like forced to go out and like drink like every fucking like Friday and Saturday like all summer long. It's so hard to like stay in like that consistent routine and make like progress. But yeah, I'd say like the hardest thing too is like having like balance and like being able to like keep that and still like make the progress that you want in the gym. Especially if you're like trying to compete, like it's like near impossible to keep balance in your life. Yeah, it's like all or nothing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, if you're, like, taking it pretty seriously, like, it's, yeah, it definitely consumes a lot of your life. Yeah, we can, we, we can either talk about that or we can talk about how you guys got into it. Like, fitness, like, we can go either one of those uh, routes or if, like, Aaron or Prokop has a question. Prokop just sits back sometimes and I forget he's there. Yeah, you want to well, talk, we, we can go into, like, our, like, beginnings, I guess. If yeah, I, I had a question about diet while we were still there know. oh sure speak Dude, up them. I, I want well yeah you guys are you you guys you just co- come in with these hot takes and i don't even have a second to react we want you to um, talk Prokop. i want to know brain work fast accident- Prokop, but you know no worries <laughs> <laughs> um i want to know if i accidentally was intermittent fasting oh, for all of covid so i would wake up i would have coffee and maybe like toast or like I don't, like a pop tart or something and then i wouldn't eat until like one o'clock and then i would eat like my protein then and then i would have a a protein like basically chicken broccoli and rice broke up that's my diet so i'm interested <laughs> yeah so basically the idea behind intermittent fasting is to reduce the the window that you eat in so it doesn't really matter if you have like one meal in the morning and then it, it basically matters how long your fasting period is. So what a lot of people would do for intermittent fasting is they give themselves like a six hour eating window or like an eight hour eating window. So they'd say, all right, I'm going to fast from like 9 p.m. to like noon or like one o'clock in the like afternoon the next day. So that way they'd only have like that like six to eight hour eating window to get their calories in. So the idea behind that is really if you reduce the amount of time that you can consume calories in a day, then on average, you're probably going to eat less calories just because you have less time to do it. So by doing that, it can be an aid in weight loss, but 
the fact that you're not eating for those like you know uh 16 to like 18 hours itself that doesn't make a difference it's more about just the calories that you're eating in like that 24 hour period that matters for like losing weight so basically that's the idea behind intermittent fasting it's used as like a kind of like a weight loss tool but really at the end of the day what matters is just calories in versus calories out or losing weight Aaron, maybe or gaining that's weight. why we can't gain weight and we're just lanky. Literally, I wake up and I'm like, ah, I'm not hungry. And then Same. it's like 2 o'clock or 1 o'clock. I don't need like, to like 1 or 2 o'clock. And then yeah. I'm like, all right, maybe I should eat. <laughs> yeah, you just got to increase the amount of time in a day that you're eating. That'll definitely help. Especially but I like, like snack later in the day, like later. So, I, I mean, am I like pushing it like just later in the day or is that a problem? I mean, probably not good, but. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't. Really yeah, I almost like try and make up. Like, yeah, like I usually have a hearty dinner, and then I snack forever. Yeah, I mean, I guess it kind of depends on your goals. Like, if you're trying to put on a lot of, like, if you're trying to put on muscle and you're going to the gym, ideally you're gonna to want to eat like a meal with protein in it every like few hours. That's like to maximize like protein muscle synthesis, ideally. But yeah. if you're just trying to like maintain where you're at, like, you know, it doesn't really matter. I guess as long as you feel good, like when you're eating. Like, as long as yeah. you like it, I guess, you know? <laughs> um, I have a question about, the pro- like, the protein intake. That was more my last diet question. Then we can go into, like, how you guys started your uh, fitness journeys. But um, I heard somewhere that you're supposed to eat, like, equivalent to your body weight, like, the amount of grams of protein you want to eat a day. Is that true? Yeah, and it depends on um, whether you're uh, an athlete um, you know, it depends on age and can depend on, um, actually, uh, gender as well. Um, I'm an athlete, so yeah, so, yeah, um, I'm a freak athlete, me too. <laughs> so depending on what your goals are, um, there will be like a way to say like how to maintain muscle mass or gain muscle mass. Um, just by saying that you eat about, I think the average is about 1.5 to, uh, 1.7, uh, grams per body weight. Yeah, is it kilograms, Alex? Yeah, could you back, help me out with that? Yeah, probably kilograms if it's like 1.5 to 1.7. Usually I'd say like one pound or one gram per pound of body weight is probably what most people would do. Yeah, that's like a very easy like standard to typically follow. A lot yeah. of fucking protein though. Not yeah, but you got always you always want to be careful because um, uh, like research says that if you you know, eat too much protein in one sitting, or if you're like chronically ingesting too much protein, it can do some serious damage to your liver because your liver processes this protein, and oh, um, right. your your body can only um, take up a certain amount. Well, actually, absorb, I should say, and um, that number can vary from about you know sixty to forty percent goes to waste. You know, if you after a certain threshold, uh, I would say about. Uh, 30 to 50 grams of protein um, past that you're really just overdoing it you know like there's a reason why you know you eat a big you know tomahawk steak or whatever and you know the next day it's like still you know you still look the same you didn't it's not poking out of your stomach or anything and like that's just uh, the thing about it you know it, this takes time you know it takes like a week to see or not doesn't can't really see these things in a day that's why it's all these small little actions with your diet. It all just piles up because you are an accumulation of who you are, you know, all your experiences, what you eat and what you've learned. 
just everything. Damn, bro, it's mad poetic. Thank you. Poetic with it, huh? <laughs> Damn. Um, yeah, no, that that makes a ton of sense, and that was just uh, that was just my question about because I heard that from someone, and I wanted to confirm the legitimacy of it before I like was like, oh, that sounds because again, everything sounds true now. Very rarely do I someone does someone say something, and I'm like, oh, oh that, that 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 doesn't sound true. <laughs> like if someone says it with enough confidence, dude, you can say almost anything to me, and I'd be like, oh, that's fact, dude. You really can. <laughs> what a time to be alive. Um, yeah, no, uh, we can start, uh, talking about how you guys, like, both started, like, um, so, it, it, um, you guys are really filling the stereotype of one person being, like, a like, a person who feels like they were bigger, and a person who feels like they were smaller, both meeting, to, like, uh, yeah, get into the gym. Have, uh, we definitely both have two sides of the story here, yeah, for sure. You guys, uh, like, yeah, I guess, a like, real gym stereotype. <laughs> Yeah, Dude, we're, covering all, we're, covering, we're covering all the bases right now of like startups, you know. One <laughs> end's kid losing weight, other end skinny kid gaining weight. Uh, I guess I can start though if that works. Um, so my like fitness journey, I mean, I guess technically it kind of started back in high school, but not really. Like in high school, I got a gym membership, and I just like kind of go to the gym like once or twice a week with my friend Mason, just because you know. I just wanted to have something to do, I guess, and Mason was my friend. So I didn't really get seriously into it. Like, I didn't follow any strict diets. I was eating, like, you know, whatever I wanted, basically. Like, just eating, like, Little Caesars pizzas whole on, like, you know, a fucking Thursday, whatever. There you go, dude, as you should. <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I would have been I would have been big as fuck if I actually knew what I was doing. But, yeah. <laughs> um, so I got pretty chubby in uh, high school. And um, I didn't really care, though, honestly, like, about, like, how I looked, I guess. Like, I didn't think that I was, like, fat, really, or, like, care about it, at least. And then um, going into college, um, same thing. I was eating, like, you know, classic, like, chicken patties, burgers at the dining hall. Probably gained, like, another, like, 15 pounds. So I was 15, maybe. <laughs> the freshman 15, classic. Dude, we didn't even have good, like, food. Uh, you That's why you either. ate the shit. That's the problem, dude, though. You if ate I went to if I went to Amherst, it. I probably would have been like three hundred pounds. Oh, dude! Year. Like, <laughs> dude, I would have been eating like ten sushi rolls every time I went to the dining hall. It would have been bad. Bro, it's dangerous. UMass Amherst is nutritionally privileged. Yeah, dude, they really are. Kind of but, same amount. We got raw and, quarter chickens. <laughs> anyway, so uh, yeah, freshman year, you know, drinking a lot of Bush Light. Eating at the dining hall, gained another like probably like should, 15, man. 20 pounds. Um, so I was probably sitting at around like two two thirty at my heaviest, maybe, which like isn't even really that much to be honest. Like I was, I wasn't like fat, like I was just like a chubby kid basically. But so after um, freshman year, like the summer after freshman year, I kind of decided I was like, uh. I'm not exactly, like, I wasn't happy with the way I looked anymore. I kind of, like, was like, you know what? I'm going to give this fitness thing a go. I heard about, like, a ketogenic diet. So that's what I tried that summer. And it ended up working really well. I think I lost probably, like, 50 pounds in, like, two months. So I was, like, going pretty hard with it. I was very, the nice thing about the ketogenic diet that I think made it easy for me to stick to is that, you know, 
by cutting out carbs or like just having like that source like completely like cut out from your diet it's pretty hard to eat like really shitty food and if you're strict enough to stick to that you're gonna lose weight most likely so yeah that ketogenic diet worked for me looking back at it probably wasn't the best way to uh lose the weight i lost it really fast so i kind of dude i i really did i was like some of the pictures I look back and like crazy, like how fast my body changed in like those two months. Like you came back tiny, like sophomore year, right? Like, right. Like your first semester as a brother. Yeah, dude. I, I definitely didn't like put on like too much muscle, like, because I was eating like literally like under a thousand calories a day, probably at like my lowest, like Jesus Christ. What do you squirrel? You're like a six foot one, like dude, like that's, that's extremely low. But I didn't care about, like, getting big. I, all I cared about was just, like, fat, fat loss and just, like, seeing abs. And, like, you know, that made me happy. And then I got back to school. Like, at the end of the summer, I quit the ketogenic diet. So I kind of rebounded a little bit. You know, got back up to, like, I think at my lowest that summer, I was probably, like, 160. So, uh, yeah, that was, I guess it was more like 70 pounds looking back at it in that whole summer that I lost, but anyway, going back, I probably, I probably gained back like 20 or so pounds, like sophomore year, just like going back to drinking and like, you know, eating carbs again and shit. But I mean, I was still pretty happy with the way I looked. I was still keeping up with the gym and, uh, going to the rec center with, uh, Costa a lot. Uh, shout out to Costa. But that kid's a fucking menace, dude. How big he is. He's fucking crazy. He is crazy big. Yeah, like he made, dude. He made the same thing. He did the same thing as me, like the summer after freshman year. Costa was like, like chubby, like me freshman year. But anyways, um, yeah. So that was kind of like the start of my fitness journey. Um, I didn't really start really. I didn't really know what I was doing though that whole time. Like I did that kind of like crash diet. Like lost way too much weight, way too fast, which is not ideal. Um, and then going back into it, like trying to like put on muscle, I I was not eating enough protein. I wasn't eating like the right foods really. I didn't have like a consistent diet. I was kind of just eating whenever I wanted and whatever I wanted still, which like sort of worked. But, um, if I had like proper diet at that time, I definitely would have made a lot more progress. I really didn't start like to learn a lot more about fitness until COVID happened and I had a lot of time on my hands because I didn't have a job because uh, I worked at the baseball research center at UMass Lowell so that was closed for like I think like that whole summer like or like that whole semester too once COVID started so I was just taking like uh, online classes and pretty much just like working out in Sigo's basement and watching like videos from like Greg Doucette as I mentioned before and other fitness YouTubers and kind of learning about like okay like if I want to see the best results, I need to eat X amount of times a day, um, eat this amount of protein every meal. And I started doing that. And that's when I saw the most results was 2020 into 2021. Once COVID started, I started, uh, you know, taking things a little bit more seriously and really um, dialing my diet and training a lot more. And uh, another person that helped to uh, as I mentioned before, Costa, definitely very knowledgeable on these subjects as well. And he taught me a lot too. But 
yeah, that's pretty much my like beginnings, I guess, into now. Um, my one question from that would be, um, would you recommend like the keto diet just based on like your experience with it? Because I know a few people who've done it and they've all kind of had mixed reactions about it. So like you said, it was easy for you to like not eat carbs and shit like that. But like, do you feel like that's something you would recommend for other people to do? Or was it something that like, you're like, I just lost mad weight way too quick. Like it wasn't a necessarily like the best way of doing it. Yeah. I don't think I'd recommend the keto diet unless if you plan on doing it as like a lifestyle, I guess, and keeping it up for more than like a couple months. Cause I feel like what happens a lot of times, like everyone that I've known that's done a keto diet has lost a ton of weight, but they've gained all of it back. If not more, most of the time afterwards because they get back to eating carbs and they like, you know, they just can't control themselves around it. And like it, it becomes like when you cut out like an entire food group from your diet, you know, you kind of develop like, I feel like you kind of develop like an eating disorder in a way. When you come back to eating carbs again, you view those carbs as like, you know, like a delicacy, I guess. Like you don't view it as like a normal food. And you kind of have like a like a bad relationship with food, I guess. Um, so I'd say, yeah, I wouldn't. I'd recommend it to someone who wants because I, I there is like a lot of benefits to the keto diet, I guess, with like um, like mental clarity. Like, there's been a lot of testaments to like how like people on ketogenic diets tend to like have like mental clarity, like heightened mental clarity, and like just all these, these different like health benefits, I guess. But if you're not planning on keeping it up as like a lifestyle for like an extended period of time, um, I, I don't think I'd recommend it, especially not in like the way that I did it, which was like cutting my calories way too low and losing way too much weight, like too fast. But because you're not like if you're like truly falling and you're not supposed to eat good carbs either, right? Like apples, like all that's like fruits and stuff you're not supposed to eat because like they're also a carb. So like some of the people who I've known like do that like haven't like eaten even eaten like natural sugar so like i feel like for me i want to like i can 100 percent see like the stuff about like mental clarity and shit like 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 processed sugar is definitely like absolutely just miserable for your body like it's like it like there's obviously science about it i don't have science to back it up that's just my opinion about like how i feel about it so like i can see myself cutting out like processed sugar and stuff like that but like being able to like not eat any carbs like i like bread like it's the other thing too like i like those kind of carbs which i know is yeah. fucking terrible for you that's another reason why i'm fucking yeah. i mean fat. bread's, bread's not bad for you man bread can be I, 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 you sometimes they sneak in like eat. sugar in there i love bread i love i eat mad bread dude if you put like fresh dude, baked eat... bread in front of me i'd kill myself eating like a labrador like dude, I'm, I'm I'm the same way, dude. free bread at like restaurants i'll i'll eat like five servings of that every time they bring it around i'm like bring another bring another round of bread another round of bread just for me (laughs) it's like me and like my whole family sitting there and they'll bring like enough bread for my whole family and i'll eat like the entire basket and then get another one i'm like more bread please but anyway bread bread isn't bad for you though you know i i wouldn't say there's like many like foods like can all fit into your diet as long as it's in moderation like sugar is actually like pretty like sugar can be beneficial like i eat like sugary cereal after i work out because it gets absorbed really fast into your like bloodstream and that can help yeah. like you know repair your muscles really fast or like getting like carbs into your muscles like right after you work out to help 
them like recover faster. Yeah, because your so, blood glucose is basically depleted, and you're just that's just like another element that you know Alex is talking about the sugar. You know, basically replenishing what your body needs. That's yeah. why gym bros like chocolate milk after they work out, right? I yeah, fucking, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I eat Fruity Pebbles after I work out. No. I fucking love Fruity Pebbles, too. I had it for yeah. the first time the other day. Big Fruity Pebbles guy. The big Little crackles. Box. <laughs> yep. but, Yo, Cooper, uh, I got a fun fact, though, about this uh, bread topic. So, like, yes, what, uh, what I mean when bread can sometimes be a little sneaky is, like, you know, let's take Subway, for example. I learned this about um, within the past year that um, in certain countries, like, especially, like, Ireland their bread is technically labeled um, as a cake because of the amount of sugar that is present in that bread. That in Ireland, their regulations have to label their bread as cake. So that's why it's like, you know, an issue over there. And that's why there's no traction over there. But, you know, in the U.S., you know, you can say certain things. You can label um, things that can benefit companies like this that, you know, they don't have to ex- tell you this, you know? Yeah, I'm pretty sure, like, a company actually just got in trouble. Brooklyn told me this the other day. She learned this in one of her law school classes. Is that um, apparently the Naked Fruit Juice Company got in trouble because they, like, preached about how healthy they were and shit. And apparently, like, it's fucking terrible for you. So, like, It's probably mad sugary, you know? Yeah, no, and, exactly, like, they, yeah. they say They say all these good things. And, yes, while, you know, you get your certain micronutrients, your vitamins, whatever – um, that's where, you know, Alex was talking about that moderation thing, you know, people are going to think that you can drink a lot of this. And unfortunately you can't, it's as close as sugary as, you know, a bottle of Coke, a 20 fluid ounce bottle of Coke. Yeah, dude, for sure. No, that's another thing too, like that people don't realize is that like a lot of nutrition labels will just flat out lie to you about like how many calories are in certain things. Like, really? yeah, How's yeah, there's like. That's like that's like an actual thing where like if you look at like a nutrition label and like add up like certain like things like you can you can go through a nutrition label and just like add up how many like fats, carbs and protein is like on the label and calculate out how many calories it should be. And I think there's like a certain threshold of like how far off of that a nutrition label can say it is and still technically be telling the truth. And so I believe the number too. I was wondering those had to be estimations because I'm like Every fucking yeah, I feel it's like always cheese. I mean, Twelve cheeses isn't always sixty calories. Like yeah, you, you notice everything is at a multiple of like five two. They round yeah. up or down like to fives, yeah. like increments of five. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, like when you think about it, it's like it can't. It's not that much of a difference for like some things, but then if you're like looking at a serving size, that's like this. However, this serving is like twenty calories or whatever, but it's actually thirty. That's like an extra fifty percent of like you know what they're saying it is like that's 50% more calories that you're actually eating than what you think you're eating. You know, and if, that's why it's really hard to track calories because like you have to, like you can't, you can't accurately track calories to within like, you know, 50 or like less. It's like almost impossible. But It's truly um, difficult to track what's, you know, really truthful in um, the growth, the produce, uh, industry it's just you get uh situations where uh you know you get under five calories and like sugars or whatever as i was saying per serving they can just say zero calories and like 
everyone thinking that it's just zero calories. Well, no, it's like two, it's three, it's four, but it's just slowly there. And, you know, that's truthfully a liability for people that believe in these labels. And there's especially like, I think organic labels are kind of scammy. Because like, they, it, they, they give you the pretense like of like, oh, organic's like healthy and that's not the case. It's a, t- it's a tiered system. It's not just, you know, stick on an organic label and it's, you know, that's truthfully organic. There's a certain degree to it, you know, 65% organic and they say like, you know, greatly organic or, you know, 100% organic gets a better organic label, but you got to be careful and truly be diligent in knowing what these are, but not, not everyone's like, oh, I got to know these three different levels of organics. It's like mad fucking, it's like, honestly, like shit like that's like mad fucking annoying. Like oh, how, yeah. like, like how shit like that's allowed to happen because that's like one thing, like there's like very clear, like lines of like, what's good for you. What's not like stuff like that. Like, I think that like people can follow, but like when it comes to like, like products and stuff like that, like the ability for like, cause we learned about that in like some of the, like the marketing classes. And I'm like sitting there thinking like, you're basically just fucking lying to people. Like it's nuts. Like you have to like really like do if you want to be like an actual like informed consumer to the point where like you're an actual informed consumer. Like you have to do like re- like extensive research on some shit. Like because like you said, you can just throw organic on it, but like there's different ranges. Like it just like the, like legal intricacies of how some of this stuff's allowed is kind of like fucking nuts. Yeah, definitely plays an important role when you know people want to make a complaint and they're you know. Companies are like read the fine print. Bastards. <laughs> but um, so Han, do you want to t- go uh, about about your fitness journey because we haven't done that yet? And Joey should be joining us shortly. He said he just pulled in, so yeah, I'd love to get started. Um, it's mine's definitely um definitely well tracked because um, kind of like the behaviors and um. You know, what I had to kind of do in high school, I had, you know, sports to deal with. And um, I definitely had social influences as well, especially my best friend, Paul. Um, he was kind of in a situation um, with Alex, but he definitely got a jump start on it sooner. Um, definitely um, felt very soon um, the pressures of being, you know, a very um, overweight guy. And so, you know, he ended up shaping up, was able to actually be the first person um, in our school, like, you know, like he was just a sophomore and he was able to bench max bench three plates on each side. Jesus Christ. Yeah. He he did a max for that. Um, but you know, now he's, he's obviously in great shape. Um, that, you know, he kept doing, you know, working out very consistently, always, you know, head on into the gym right after class. And, you know, I was very inspired by that. And I, me being a, a skinny person, like you could, Literally, you know, wrap your fingers around my forearm and you'd be able to connect it. Like I was very skinny. I was basically uh about one thirteen, about uh five eight, five five nine freshman in high school. So I was very skinny. Um I did wrestling. Um it was kind of by accident. Uh, my friends, you know, offered to um kind of show up to um sports uh with me and said like you know the winter season is coming by and you know it's be good to do something you know i was a huge gamer so i was like pretty much inside the house um but you know thank god like i showed up and 
um, I was like, oh, like I'm ready for this. I'm ready to sign up. And like immediately, like a bunch of people are there and like this huge, like heavyweight wrestlers that, and everyone just looks mad tough. And I'm like, ah, this might not be the place for me. So I actually, you know, on sign up day, I actually walked out of the room out of fear, um, thinking I couldn't do it. And my friend, actually, uh, my friend Jacob, who goes to UMass Amherst, uh, told me like, you know, go back in there, you know, do it, sign up. And, and so I did and did it all four years and, you know, slowly I gained weight. Um, I was one thirteen freshman year. Um, uh, then the following year I was, uh, one I'm um, started being on the varsity roster. Um, don't only work, I'd only work out, um, the few months, uh, prior to the wrestling season, um, uh, which would start in about December. So that was just about, you know, three months, two months of working out. And I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing. You know, like the biggest mistake I obviously did was really worked out my biceps and my chest only, you know, not thinking about the holistic aspect of Glory a well-built baby. body. Yeah. <laughs> like main, you know, glamour muscles, uh, basically. And so like, yeah, like Paul, you know, kind of, you know, achieved that huge bench because he did bench press every day and, you know, <laughs> looking back at it, that's definitely not healthy. Um, no, no, you can no, absolutely definitely. exhaust your muscle and, you know, cause injury. You know, you try to reach a higher weight more and more. You chase that. And at a certain point, you, you know, you sacrifice or you compensate and, you know, you tweak your shoulder and it's, it just ends your career like that. So thank God nothing, you know, no injuries really happened to us that, you know, compromise our fitness career. Um, so, you know, moving on, I never really uh, felt like I had gained, you know, enough muscle um, through my high school career. Like, I was still, like, pretty skinny. I I maxed out at 138 um, my senior year, and I was still, like, you know, six feet. So, I, like, I, I started to have, like, a little bit of definition. You know, people saw, like, I had some skinny abs going on. Um, but, you know, I was, like, a decent wrestler. I wasn't, like, that ripped or anything in high school where I could overpower my opponents like 90% of the time. I was a pretty, you know, solid, um, wrestler, you know, um, moving past that, um, wrestling wasn't really in the, the cards for me because the schools I was looking at, um, you know, just didn't have it. And I ended up in UMass Lowell. Um, I didn't actually, uh, work out for freshman year. Um, I got placed, uh, in, uh, that Riverview Suites and they had a uh, first floor gym. And I didn't go to that, and you know, I was like, "Ah, oh, that just yeah. sucked. It's too it's small. small." Yeah, and like when you'd go in there, dude. Like when I went, when I was working out, I, I used to go like pretty consistently. Like when, like sophomore year, that was like the first like time I did a whole like calendar year of like going to the gym consistently. And dude, I'd go down there, and sometimes you, I would only do five by five, so I'd do either like squat, deadlift, bench. Like it was like a pretty basic thing. Like I just like to get like just basic strength down and i fucking um i would just sit there and wait for the fucking one squat rack all day and it's like please you have like one yeah. fucking girl squats all afternoon <laughs> like please fucking get out Dude, that's the, the worst yeah it's so small and like just you notice the vibe is like no, no one's like happy like no one's really like comfortable it's just like that kind of environment that amount of space is just like you know, people looking at all these shows like oh it's like this guy looking at me or like this guy came over here to like, you know, check me out. It's like, nah, like this, it's not that much room, you know? 
But um, sophomore year, I was able to really ramp it up and realize that I had fallen off the tracks. Because, um, you know, junior year was basically, junior year of high school, I should say. Um, so this was basically 2016 summer. Um, I was essentially being mentored by one of my um, future wrestling captains that year. And, you know, he taught me, like, very, like, great um, techniques on, you know, deadlifting, um, benching, posture, you know, everything. And then that just kind of propelled me to research on my own. And, like, I loved it so much that I just kept coming back. And, you know, with the wrestling season always coming by, it always just chopped it up and always just, again, um, threw my fitness um, routine out the window, you know? Um, sophomore year, you know, people started to see sophomore year of uh, college, people started to see a uh, big improvement because I started going to the gym about five to seven days a week during the summer. And like most of my um, fitness journey up to up till this point is truthfully in three month spurts. It's not, you know, a year round endeavor where I'm just, you know, consistently keeping it up. It's just three quarters of a year. I'm not in the weight room. Um, but that all changed um, right then and there um, in uh, 2019. Um, I've loved it. I've been going very consistently. I've been able to keep it up. And uh, I actually, as of uh, last spring, or I, no, this spring of, of uh, 2021, after I finished my uh, final, my last final for uh, the semester, um, within one hour I was able to um, – sign up for a online course for personal training. And, you know, it's just kind of crazy to think that I did that, you know, within one hour of finishing something that, you know, I thought I'd want to be done, you know, studying, you know, learning more things. But no, it's it's when you find something that you're passionate about, it's it's amazing. You know, it it just seems very easy. It comes easy. And so I guess where I'm going right now is – with my to where I'm taking my fitness journey is hoping that I can help people uh, build confidence or you know help them understand that they can you know do something you know have the will to say I want to do this and you know achieve it now that's kind of how I I felt in high school where if you know you don't really put yourself out there because you know you think you're like the skinny guy and you know you let a lot of opportunities fall through you know dates or you know showing up to a party or you know taking that job you know just many things in life I feel like mentally opened doors for me uh, allowed me to accept a lot of things and you know be humble in it and you know constantly just learning because most people don't have the the stomach for that to you know people go to school and they think like I oh, you know I just got to show up for class get that degree um and then, you know, not learn. But the beauty in it is, you know, finding something you're passionate about, learning about it, and, you know, just spreading that goodness that comes from it. That so makes horrible. sense. Dude, okay. Oh, Joey O'Brien, welcome to the podcast. Hey. Oh, what's up? <laughs> I caught in halfway through that, so. We were just talking about their both of their fitness journeys and how um, it, it, it came from two different uh, motivations, but they have similar, similar uh, 
I don't know. Oh, fucking Jesus Christ. I'm going to be honest with you. I've had a few beers. <laughs> yeah, like similar yeah. endpoints, though. Yeah, no, exactly. We yeah. Found, we both found like passion and like yeah. what we do. Me and Alex are on this totally this like same wavelength. And that's what happens. That's like the true peak of fitness. It's not the get big and look huge and intimidate people and put them down. It's like me and Alex understand that it's, you know, we both bring ourselves up, try to bring us to the best possible versions we can be and just keep rooting for each other, you know? See, that's what, like, I feel like when you guys, like, people who, like, are, like talk about the gym or, like, the way, like, you guys post about the gym and stuff, you're, like, seem very approachable. That's one thing I will say, like, for whatever reason, like, I think it's because, ba- like, uh, Zuckerberg and shit's li- listen to my texts and stuff. But all my fucking, like, Instagram reels and now my TikToks, half of them are gym shit. And I really don't even go to the gym that much, so I don't know why I get them. I, I think it's just, like, they don't know much about me. Uh, um, So they fucking, it just, like, some of the people are just such douchebags, like, who are, like, 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 fitness people. Like, just, like, you can tell when people are joking. And we have, like, a hypothesis, and I don't know if you guys agree with this, but, like, at a certain point, like, the bigger someone gets... The less funny they become. (laughs) Some of these huge ass people who like clearly are on steroids and stuff, like just like try to like make fun of fat people and stuff on TikTok and shit. And like, you guys are fucking annoying. Like, no, that's why people like are so turned off by it. Like, whereas like I feel like that's like why it's like uh, it's great to hear you guys both talk. You guys have like both like such like a positive mindset about like the working out stuff. Like, I feel like there is like a very like negative culture behind like fitness stuff. That makes it unapproachable for, say, like, a person like me who, like, when I go to the gym, I'm, like, I'm pretty self – like, even though, like, I can move weight and stuff, I'm not, like, a – like, it's just, like, the fear of, like, looking like a fucking idiot because, like, you look at someone and you're, like, this person's in shape. They must be judging me. Like, you know what I mean? Whereas, like, I most of my experiences in the gym have been positive, like, people who are in weight and, like, in shape and shit. It's most of the time it's, like, high school douchebags and shit. I'm not saying I'm getting bullied by high schoolers, but what – <laughs> yeah at the end of the day i feel like people get way too worried about what other people think of them when they're at the gym like at the end of the day people who go to the gym they they're they're not really going there to like just like judge people like they're going there to like achieve their goals and like at least like for me like i don't like fucking like look around at like other people all the time while i'm at the gym like i'm focusing on like my sets like my rest time whatever like what i'm gonna be doing next like i don't really give a shit what whoever's doing like whatever over there you know unless if they're like blatantly like doing something that's like distracting to me like some stupid shit i don't really care you know the only toxic thing in the gym is don't stand in front of the mirror (laughs) you know when you're doing a set you just don't want someone just standing in front of you whether they're facing you or not it's just weird both ways anyways yeah i feel like people just definitely have to get over that, that initial fear of like the gym and just like it seems very intimidating at first but you just kind of have to realize like everyone at the gym like no no one's gonna like judge you for trying to better yourself you know like here's my hot take on it like it's just boils down to whether these people still cling on to the fact that they know where they came from and you know, I absolutely do. Um, I was definitely like the smallest person starting out in the gym, and I know exactly how that felt. And 
you know, I there were times where I would definitely feel self-conscious or like anxious, you know, just working out in general. Um, but like getting through that and being on the other side of it, I can definitely say that, you know, going along with what you said, Cooper, um, you see these people that are, that you think are toxic. I think it just, are the, those are the people that haven't gone to the point of like, say two or three years. These are people that just started out and are, you know, frustrated and want to see those quick and easy, um, shortcuts to gains and you know that they're just really wrapped up in it that you know they lose the consideration sometimes socially there's this one kid i don't know like he just like he's big like he's very clearly like been working out for a while like i'm not like you know what i mean but like his like whole gimmick is like oh like bitches love me because because I bench fucking two like the two twenty five like I only do chest yeah. and it's like dude he's like he has his like shirt off and is like flexing going crazy and shit and like zooming in on people like look at this guy looking at me and shit and it's like bro like no one gives a fucking and it's like I can't tell if it's a joke or not like see that's why like the only person like the gym fucking account that I actually think is funny was Domizetti other than dude, that Dom like Zetti. he's so funny because he was so yeah. clearly being ironic that it was funny like whereas some of these people it's like They'll just be like, and it sounds like I'm being a hater. I'm not being a hater. I'm just saying like, just as like a critique as someone who's like, this is why people think you're annoying is like, if you're just sitting there fucking going berserk, like the Hulk in front of the mirror. And it's like, yeah, I don't do legs. It's like, the, what's the joke here, dude? It's like, you're just fucking sitting there flexing. There's not a joke. Like, that's why it's like, dude, like some people just think you're a douchebag and you got to admit you're a douchebag. Whereas like, if you go in there and like Han said, you have like a, like, kind of understanding of like oh like where i've come from and stuff that someone like those are the accounts that i like i find approachable like where it's like oh like this seems like someone who's like i want to listen to whereas like some of these people are just fucking douchebags but again that sounds like i'm being a chubby guy hater oh i get it i eat hostess blah 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 i can't make fun of anybody i should be able to make fun of somebody jim bros there's definitely somebody i should be able to make fun of but anyway oh i have a gym question there we go <laughs> if you're ripped like like you're jacked and you're also like low body fat and everything but you don't drink is that the equivalent of being big and doing steroids uh, like, i'm not drinking is that immediately cheating i feel like you have to drink to be a person I like that's true yeah that was definitely hard for me at least like for a majority of the summer like not drinking yeah so you didn't drink at yeah. all for for a while i didn't like i um I mean, when I was trying to prep for the, like, competition that I did, um, I tried to cut out drinking for, like, pretty much all of it besides, like, I ended up having a Vegas trip, like, a, like in, like, May, and my competition was in, like, July, so that kind of threw me for a loop because I definitely drank in Vegas, <laughs> but... <laughs> hey, wait, yeah, you don't drink at all, that's basically cheating. I, I have a quick question yeah, about... Finish transitions. Do you know who more plates, more dates are? Is yeah, of course. Have you seen his like FPS Russia thing? Have you seen? Do you know that guy? Remember him? Uh, I think I saw like no one, of, one of those videos. Him. I don't know who he is, but I saw him uh, on like. You remember the, the guy who shoot guns like back in the day on YouTube? Pretended to be Russian. Yeah, I, I don't. Oh, okay. I didn't watch him back he then, but I saw the more plates, more dates. You like, but he went on a T, I think, or whatever it's called. Yeah, he was on um he was on TRT on I think, right? What's your what's your opinion on that? I mean, it was definitely a very impressive transformation. 
No, I mean going on TRT. What's your impression? Oh, TRT. I mean, I'd say once once you're like, it's really up to like you, I guess, if you wanted to do that. But the main like goal, like the main purpose of TRT is just like if your testosterone levels are decreasing, to like have them be like what they were before, I guess. Or you can like supplement what your testosterone levels already are. So like usually your testosterone is going to start to decline once you're in your 30s and then decline even more like throughout the rest of your life. So that's that's like the main reason why like once you get like to a certain point, you're you're kind of like peaking like your physique physique wise, like you're not going to make like improvements in the gym as much anymore because your testosterone is decreasing. So that's why a lot of people hop on TRT that and also if you're doing like steroids and like taking like drugs up, whatever. you're gonna fuck up your test levels all your hormone levels so you'll kind of have to go on like trt dosages to maintain like the physique that you achieved through steroids yeah he but, said he was doing it he's like 36 i think and he i think he said it was weird but he he was doing it every single day because he, i feel like i've heard like if you like once you stop, your levels get weird. So he just wanted to say like consistent. If that makes yeah, sense. that's what that's what TRT really is. It's yeah. not like a it's not like a cycle because you're not like no, blasting yeah. TRT. You're taking like a like decent like like a good dose that like your body can handle for like an extended period of time. So yeah, I mean, I'd say definitely. Like even even I'd consider it when I'm like you know like fifty years old maybe like if I'm like not feeling like great you know just. I mean, there's a lot. Like you always hear those ads on like the radio and shit for like. Um, My dick don't and... get hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, I, mean, I know more places. Yeah. Mitch does like the whole like he has a whole thing where you can get yeah the TRT clinic yeah. and stuff. Yeah, and like, it's not even just to be like I want to get huge. It's like to see if there's something wrong with you or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you can definitely get like blood work done and like see what your testosterone levels are, and you know, assess if you like need it or like. If it would be beneficial for you, but I mean, for most, most, most guys that are like in their like twenties, thirties, like you're not going to benefit from TR. I mean, you would benefit from it, but like, you don't need TRT. Like, and for everyone, like, if you don't know what TRT stands for, it's just testosterone replacement therapy, or there's like HRT, which is hormone replacement therapy, which can be for women too. If you were like supplementing with estrogen, but that's definitely not as common as TRT is. I dig though. Uh, I'm going to take a quick piss. I'll be back yeah, yeah, in like yeah. a minute. On how did Alex convince you? Convince me? Yeah, how do you, how do you manipulate you into going? <laughs> going to the gym? Yeah, becoming, becoming a meathead. And I say that in a not derogatory way. I say that in a, well, an impressive. I don't know. Way. I I would say I don't think Alex really played that much of a a role into me working out. It was honestly my friend back at home, um, my best friend Paul, who I've known since first grade. Like he, you know, was like a chubby kid just like Alex. And then, you know, I was like, it was funny because, you know, in elementary school we started like hanging out together so much and like we were just so vastly body size different that you know paul was italian and uh you know i was just skinny uh they just called us meatball and italian spaghetti. and skinny my two favorite ethnicities 
Yeah. Yeah. No. Like they couldn't. They couldn't. They couldn't say. They couldn't say meatball. They couldn't say meatball and noodle because like noodle would have been like. I'm not laughing. Noodle would have been a derogatory term. <laughs> oh, absolutely! In elementary school, yes. Yeah, I feel like it so, they, I, so the only way for the na- the nickname to really escape by is keep it at meatball and spaghetti. I feel like that's derogatory towards Italians, though. But we it have it's, a, so, it's okay to hate Italians because I personally do. That's a shout out to you, Spencer. Fuck you, you Italian meatball dude. Italians so Come much. talk shit on the podcast. Um. So you started working out with this guy and. Yeah, yeah no, told, told high school. Before you got here. Yeah. Is Paul then, still ripped, dude? Or is he kind of like, what's his Yeah, deal? Yeah, he's um, he's not <laughs> like body, like his body fat is not particularly low, but he is just like Costa. Like I always think about like whether you put Paul versus Costa and like, I think, you know, like 60, 40 Costa wins. But like that's saying a lot though. Dude, Costa is like, dude, he's so low to the ground. I feel like it's hard to knock him over. And dude, this, the video of him, the video of him doing the leg press, dude, was maybe one of the most horrifying things because he was sitting there laughing as he like leg pressed seven hundred five pounds. Yeah, dude, he get like gets off on this shit. It's he's a weird. fucking, he's low key a sicko, dude. <laughs> he really is. Oh, shit, yeah, guys, we gotta get Kind of gotta be a sicko to uh, lift that much weight, you know. No, yeah, like that's like past. You gotta the, be a little fucked up. And he's, in the head. he's natural, right? Blink one yeah. time for you. Yeah, I figured he was because he just like. Do remember when he, he were we were out on the porch like in this like where was he eating? Oh, you, no, he was eating the fucking. He, he apparently ate tuna on a fucking uh, on the hayride. Yeah, and then he did it again at a party. Like he was like in the middle of the party eating fucking canned tuna like a cat. <laughs> Dude, he's got no shame whatsoever. <laughs> It's like the funniest thing, like if a sorority social just whips out like a Tupperware container of just tuna, like canned tuna fish and like oh. tomatoes and like pickles or something and just starts eating it in front of everyone. Like doesn't like go to the side and, you know, like just eat it like in, you know, in shame, like oh, right in front God. of everyone. Bro, no that's fuck. like a food you eat outside, bro. That's not an inside food. Dude, that's not, you don't eat tuna in front of other people. You eat no, tuna dude. <laughs> Especially canned you tuna. You in like a classic. dark room by yourself yes. with the lights. <laughs> yeah, you eat that in shame, dude. <laughs> no TV on. <laughs> Did he add mayo to it, or was it just the no, tuna? No, no, no mayo. Just tuna. That and is like tomatoes. Oh, that's so gross, bro. I wasn't even oh. there, but I just heard about it. Like that was like a big thing. Dude, he did. He, he... I imagine. That's. <laughs> oh man. Good for him, man. I mean, like, how, how, what, what was that leg press, that video he said? I said 705 pounds. I might have just been bullshit. Yeah, I don't know what that one was, but he recently did um, 315 on incline bench. Nice. I think that's probably his most impressive, like, lift for, like, I think, like, three reps or something. I just left. <laughs> the kid's definitely an animal. Yeah. I've, I'm inspired by it, Costa. Thank God he's on Can our say side. his name? We have a fake yeah, name. Yeah, we from... said his name. No, we don't I guess have it's a fake already name. kind of a fake name, right? It could be anybody from Greece. You know, fucking Cost- know who it is. Constantinos. Yeah, you know, Costanza. Constopoulos. The Snuffleupagus. Too, too many fucking Greeks in our house. But... No, he's definitely inspiring. So, yeah. Alex, the, the, 
the one thing we wanted to talk about too, because um, we were trying to get you on before the um, you you ended up doing it, but uh, time just didn't work out. So you like trained and shipped for this uh, for this like, is it like a bodybuilding competition? What's the the like? Because it was like a physique thing, like right? Is it bodybuilding competition? What's it called? Yeah, well, I mean, it's like a, it's just, I guess they call it a bodybuilding competition, but the division that I was in was men's physique. So it's not like the bodybuilding, like it's not like the big dudes and like the speedos. It's like you wear like board shorts, you know, like a swimsuit and go on stage. And it's more like smaller guys that are just kind of like more aesthetic, I guess. Not like necessarily like the biggest guy's going to like do the best, you know? Yeah. Did you have like people like Mac from Always Sunny lathering you up in the back, or is it like kind of like a self lather kind of thing? No, nah, my girlfriend lathered me up you know, <laughs> right in front of this high school. It was at a high school actually. It was like it was kind of surreal. I was just like out there, like in my boxers, and my girlfriend's just like rubbing tan on me. Yeah, it was uh, it was definitely a interesting uh, experience. But I guess I can get into like the um, I'll, I'll get into like the whole prep part first i guess so um like prepping for it i didn't i guess take the prep as seriously as i wanted to at first because i was kind of like oh you know i have like however much i had like i think i started like 18 weeks before the competition so i was like you know i'm I'm in pretty good shape now like i have 18 weeks i don't need to like go too like crazy yet you know try and maintain a lot of my muscle don't cut too fast which was like a good approach and i think i would have been fine if i didn't end up um going to vegas like i think i was like it was it was may so it was probably like eight weeks before my competition i went to vegas and i think I, I was there for five days um i think i weighed like 170 pounds before i left for vegas and i came back and i think i weighed like 185 pounds after like five days so i was like solid, solid 15, 15 pounds, pounds in five days yeah, I mean, given given most of it was just water and like, um, not too much fat, just mostly like retaining water because I was just you know my body just was not used to like the amount of like sodium and like fucking alcohol I was consuming, but yeah, um, so that definitely kind of threw me off a little bit. I had to like rebound back from that, and then um, I really started taking things like pretty seriously the last month of preparing. Uh so at this point I had started like my uh full-time job. So I was working like 40 hours a week. Um so what I my my daily routine for uh that like month or like month and a half before the competition was I'd uh I'd get up at like um 5:30 in the morning. Uh I'd walk 3 miles. Um come home, eat breakfast, drive like an hour to work. Um work until like four thirty five, drive home like an hour, uh, eat dinner, go to the gym and then go to sleep. And that's like all I did for like a month and a half. Which like it it sounds terrible, but oddly enough, like the that month and a half was like kinda like the best I like felt like mentally. Like just like the routine of it. Like, as I, I mentioned earlier, and you also mentioned you're a big routine guy, like, the the routine of, like, having, like, the same, like, wake up, like, and especially that morning walk, like, I think there was only, like, two days of, like, that entire month and a half period where it rained, so, like, I'd walk outside, like, around my neighborhood, 
um, in like neighborhoods around my house every morning. And it was just like so peaceful, you know? And like, I just get in like such a good, like mental state that like, I didn't care like that. I wasn't like that. I was like always hungry or like that. I was like always tired. Like I just felt like so good. Just like being in that routine. But yeah, so that those, I mean, don't get me wrong. It was, it was a hard like month and a half, however long that was that I was like doing that depletion. And like during that time I was pretty much just eating like tilapia, broccoli, um, egg whites. And like, I'd have like, I'd have carbs with like one meal a day, uh, before I worked out, but I was pretty much like on close to like zero carbs for most of the, most of the time, just trying to cut like as much body fat as I could. Cause I kind of had to catch up at that point. I wasn't exactly at like the like spot that I wanted to be at when I was like five weeks out from the show, however far it was. Um, so getting into like the week before the show, everything kind of changes. So the like month and a half before the show, like those, those four weeks, five weeks, I was like trying to deplete myself as much as possible, basically. And then the week before the show, the idea is to refill all your uh, like glycogen stores and your muscles, which basically you do by just eating more carbs. So I upped my carbs the last week, which was really nice. Um, and like filled out also like had to like track like sodium and water intake and stuff like that. Like there's, there's a lot of things that like go into it that you don't really like, you know, a lot of people just wouldn't like understand, I guess, like, or like would think would go into like competing in like one of these competitions. But yeah, that was a big thing, making sure that I was like eating enough carbs. Cause it, I didn't have a coach, which a lot of people, when they do these competitions, they'll hire a coach that has experience with them to help them kind of prep for it because yeah, I was a lot ask, of us, like, how did you know all this stuff? YouTube. Uh, and thank Christ for YouTube. Yeah. Listening to like bodybuilding podcasts too. Like I started getting into a couple of those, like in the last, like, like six to eight weeks before my competition. So I was listening to that and, um, those are definitely very helpful, but at the same time, a lot of them would have like different information. So it'd be kind of confusing because the, the thing with like competing is, you know, not everyone's body's the same. So one thing could work for one person, but wouldn't work for another person. So really the only way you can like, kind of like nail everything is if you do multiple competitions and kind of figure out, you know, how your body responds to certain things and the best way to like peak your physique for like your given person. So that's where having a coach or like a second set of eyes can kind of come in and help you out. Um, Cause doing everything on your own and not having that second set of eyes, you can definitely um, sabotage yourself and kind of second guess, you know, when you think you should be like eating more or eating less um, having a coach that has experience could definitely help. And I definitely think if I had a coach, I would have done um, much better, but I think for not having a coach, I did, pretty well in my opinion and I, I was happy with the way I looked but yeah having a coach definitely would would help and I think if I did another competition I'd consider hiring a coach um especially now that I have more money to do it but yeah that's that's for the future but anyway would you, um would you would you think of competing again based on your experience did you like 
do you think it was something that you could see yourself wanting to like do? Yeah, definitely. I can, um, I definitely enjoyed the experience. Um, uh, my girlfriend probably wouldn't appreciate it, but I, I definitely would, uh, consider competing again because that was definitely a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, getting into like the, um, like the actual competition itself. Uh, so, you know, it was at, it was in Connecticut. So, uh, New Haven or East Haven, Connecticut. So, uh, it was like, a I think a two, two and a half hour drive from Massachusetts. Got so, out in my area, bro. From, from, yeah, that that was that was a little bit of a hike out there, <laughs> especially because I I couldn't leave until like the um the night before. I think we left at like eight o'clock. So my girlfriend was working uh late that night, so we didn't get there until like midnight, which was like a little shitty, but it ended up being fine. I was a little worried that I wasn't gonna get enough sleep, but I was all right. Um. And then, like, getting to the competition, it's at, like, a high school. And, um, yeah, there's it's definitely a freak show seeing some of these guys, like, and, and girls. Like, there's some fucking girls there that were, like, way bigger than me. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> like, yeah. But it was definitely, there's like. There's probably some weird. monsters there because you said there's, like, steroid divisions, right? Well, I mean, the whole thing is untested, so. A word. <laughs> I, I don't. Now, looking back at it now, I'm like, why did I. Why did I do this? Like, because like you can sign up for different federations, right? So I I uh, ended up going with the NPC, which is like the like feeder um, federation for the IFBB, which is like the Mister Olympia and like Arnold Classic, all those like huge shows, like all the biggest guys basically are in like the IFBB, and you qualify for the IFBB by winning an NPC show or like certain NPC shows have like pro card that they give out or whatever but anyway that's besides the point i should just sign up for a natural federation i don't know why i didn't i think i was just like one day i was like you know what i'm, I'm gonna fucking do a bodybuilding competition and then i like looked up bodybuilding federations and it was like the first one that came up so i was like uh oh, why not were there some people who were like yo you're clearly on fucking juice like um no i don't i didn't really look like i was on juice i mean i definitely could no, i don't you oh oh you're talking about other people i'm saying like yeah, yeah. You, like did you look at someone and be like yo dude this guy's fucking juiced out of his mind dude i gotta show you pictures of this fucking guy there's this there's this guy um he was he was 19 years old and he was competing in the same class as me it was his first competition too this guy was probably he was like six foot three and he probably weighed like 240 pounds and he was like shredded like i was like jesus christ 19 years old like this kid was a freak, but I mean, he was definitely on gear. Like, I mean, I'm not going to say definitely because, you know, you never know, I guess, unless if like you like actually get like a blood test and like figure it all out. Like he could be natural. Like it would be like one in like a billion chance, <laughs> but yeah, this you, guy was Alex. I would, I would, I would say you're safe enough to say that he was on juice on this podcast. I feel like you wouldn't be defaming him. Yeah, probably. He, we'll we'll say he was on juice. He also had a little. Uh, I don't. I don't know if you know what gynecomastia is. Is that That's the acne? No, but he did have that. He did have uh, a lot of body acne, and he had the gynecomastia, which is like when you have um, enlarged um, breast tissue due to like hormone imbalances. So it makes your like nipples like you grow like tissue underneath your nipples, and it makes it kind of look like you have like either like puffier nipples or like big 
like balls under your nipples kind of oh of like like yeah it's like lumps of fat under your nipples and that, that that's like a side effect or it can be a side effect of taking steroids if it you know <laughs> fucks with your hormones enough i guess so he so had that really on steroids yeah yeah but most of the guys that i was competing with um that were around my age and around my size weren't on weren't on gear i don't think um there's actually one kid from UMass Lowell that I met there, and like everyone that I met there was really cool, really nice. Like, even even the steroid guy, you know, like very nice. Yeah, yeah, he was in a good mood. No, no roid rage that day, but <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, it was definitely a great competition. Like, I had a lot of fun, um, met a lot of great guys, um, and definitely like learned a lot. And like experience wise, I thought I was like it's kind of strange because you know you'd think like going up on stage like that in front of like a bunch of people you'd be um nervous but for some reason i didn't really i wasn't really nervous i don't know why like it kind of just came naturally for me in a weird way even though i'm like i'm 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 a shy kid like i was i was very shy when i was like in middle school and like even high school and i kind of like came in my shell in college i guess but yeah i don't know I, i i wasn't really like nervous up there but how many people were there? Just curious. Um, I mean, it was in like a high school, like theater. I mean, it was a big high school. So I think, I, I mean, I wasn't really paying attention to how many people were in the crowd, I guess. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Like hundreds to 200 people maybe in the crowd. I was going to say, because you're like, too crazy. you're obviously very like soft-spoken kind of guy. So like that must have been like this. So like the fact that you kind of got up there and were able to do that, that's kind of probably yeah shows yeah. that might be something you're like meant to be, dude. That's crazy. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't know. It definitely felt like very natural and very like, you know, I wasn't like sweating beforehand, like super nervous and like anxious about it. But yeah, that was one thing, though, that um was a little bit not not nerve wracking, but like was a little bit like tedious, I guess, with the show was um you don't you don't really realize, I guess, how long you're going to be waiting backstage to get on stage. Like oh, yeah. they had us, they like there was like a guy that came out to like the backstage area, like or where everyone was like waiting to go to backstage, I guess. So it's like the backstage of the backstage, and he's like, "All right, we need everyone from this division, like all all the guys from Men's Physique, to get backstage. Like you guys are gonna be on," and like made it seem like we were in like a hurry. So like I started like fucking like doing like push ups backstage, whatever, like pumping up, and it was like forty minutes before we even like got on stage. So, like, by the time we're yeah. fucking on stage, like, I'm already, like, have, like, no pump. I'm, like, well, whatever, you know? So, I think just, yeah, that that was definitely something that I wasn't expecting. Um, and, yeah, the other thing, too, is, like, show day. Like, people don't really, I mean, maybe people know, but, like, you, like, you eat, like, the most, like, shit food. Like, it's, like, so, it's so contradicting to, like, the entire, like, dieting down for this whole thing and like you're like staying super strict and then show day you're just eating like peanut butter rice cakes and like candy and like drinking like no water it's like the most unhealthy day of your life but what's what's the point of doing that is that like to get your veins like out and shit yeah i mean you need you need to get like carbs to fill up and um having a little fat source in there like with peanut butter helps the carbs like digest slower so you'll have like the like kind of like carbs in your system for a longer period of time so you can like pump up 
you know, fill up your muscles and then not drinking water or water depleting helps you like be hold less water and like be like appear to be more lean, I guess. Some people will take diuretics too to like drop water, but that can that the can be pills? Yeah, yeah. That so can like, be uh, problematic though if you like fuck it up, you can you can really fuck up your entire physique. Because what people don't realize is like if you drop too much water, you're dropping water from your muscles, so you're gonna look like less like big than you really are, and also look less lean than you really are because your muscles aren't gonna be pushing up against your skin, you know, and you'll just appear like a lot more like flat or fatter if you drop too much water. So it's really just a huge balancing game of like trying to like figure out what works best for your physique. The right amount of diarrhea. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, that was pretty much my experience with the competition. Um, after the competition, um, gained back you know a significant amount of weight in a couple weeks. I think it was like, I think I weighed like 160 pounds or something around there on stage, and Jesus. I I rebounded back to uh like 185 within a week, I think. So yeah, you Would know, you say that's so, like your body's saying that's more of like a comfortable weight for you because like have you kind of like plateaued at like 185 or is it kind of like i mean yeah i definitely plateaued now like i'm still like like 185 now but it definitely would have been way healthier to uh not gain back that weight as fast or like maybe get 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 up to like 170 like i I think i still would have been pretty comfortable at like 170 175 uh but i just like after that show man i had like a really hard time just not eating or like just like I had a really hard time I guess where I would like be about to go to bed at night and then I just eat a fuck ton of food because I was like I need this like my, <laughs> I, would, my, I would convince myself I'd be like I need this food to like you know get back to like good body fat percentage and then I think I think I must have did that for like two weeks straight like every night would eat like copious amounts of food and just like got myself up to that point but it it wasn't healthy but like at this point now I, f- I haven't been doing that because like i'm at a better point where like my i feel like you know satiated and like not hungry anymore so and my body feels like a lot more comfortable that's another thing too um being being at like the low body fat percentage that i was at like you don't realize that being that low of a body fat i mean it, it varies person to person but it can really like destroy like your testosterone levels like in the like short term I guess like my my test levels like I didn't actually get them measured but like you can definitely tell like you're like more lethargic like your sex drive is definitely a lot lower like being at that body fat percentage because your body's basically going into like a state of like survival I was like (laughs) your, your body your body is not thinking like oh like I need to like reproduce and like have this testosterone or whatever it's thinking I need to eat food or I'm going to die, which I didn't get down to like a crazy level. So like I wasn't experiencing that like, you know, to the extreme, but like I could definitely notice like slight like suppression of like my testosterone just from like, you know, me feeling the way I felt. And I was, I, I'd be interested to measure it at some point. I, like I didn't mean to laugh at you. I was, I was <laughs> in my head. I was thinking that like all of a sudden you're gonna be like my dick didn't work. 
no, no, no problems there. Thankfully, if that if that happened, I would have been like, "Fuck this." No, I know. Yeah, I figured. I figured. <laughs> but like, that's why I was laughing. I yeah, I yeah. laughing at you. No, that makes sense though, because I was gonna say like, I, I feel like at a point, like your body, like it's like I should have a little fat just in case. Like, I feel like some like the slight animal instinct of, of like human beings is like you don't necessarily like you you want to save up you want to have like a little bit of fucking saved up fat in case you like don't eat one day yeah for sure that's at a certain point it's probably like yeah like you no. said, your body's like panic mode like in 100 percent too why yeah my body was definitely getting towards that panic mode did you say yeah, what yeah. percent body fat you were at did you like like what were you, what oh. would you feel like you're about at uh, I was probably in the eight to ten range, maybe. Costa thinks I was more towards six, but I don't really believe that. I don't know. But yeah, I'd say I was somewhere in like the single digits, high single digits. Yeah. Because you're like you're not a fucking short like guy, like you know what I mean. So like 160 pounds is does not seem like much. I was not big. I was I was just very lean and like you know I had like some like muscle. Like it was definitely like. Like, I looked like I had muscle, but compared to a lot of guys, like, I was not, like, big, you know. Especially What kind of, like, weight were you moving in the gym at that point? Was it, like, were you, like... Uh, Surprisingly, I wasn't too much lower than what I was before, I I guess, I started cutting down. Like, I'd say I probably lost, like, maybe, like, 10% to, like, maybe, like, the most, like, 20% of the weight on my lifts. But that all came back, you know, like... The, like now I'm I'm exceeding what I was before I cut down, but yeah, my strength that's the one thing I tried to keep up as much as I could. Like if I noticed that my like strength was going down or I was feeling like really weak in the gym, I'd eat a little bit more food to like kind of like you know get my body like the fuel that it would need to like keep lifting that weight. Because I knew if I if my strength was going down significantly, then I'd be losing a significant amount of muscle at the same time as losing fat, which, you know, you want to try and lose the fat, but also keep, like, you know, a majority of your muscle if possible. Um, that's like but, a fucking, I feel like that's gonna, that, that takes, like, years to kind of get that, uh, that kind of, like, it being that in touch with your, like, in tune with your, like, body, like, where you know how you kind of, kind of react to it. Like, I feel yeah. like that's something, like, you would have so much more experience the second time you kind of got ready for a competition. Like, I feel like your, like, kind of, like, knowledge from doing it once and, like, knowing how your body reacted and stuff and, like, what you needed, like, you'd probably would take that next step up, you know what I mean? Because, like, oh, I yeah, feel like that's crazy. Sure. Like, like I like I figured there was that much that goes into, like, how, like, at the point that you were at, like, t- t- like kind of maintaining that. But, like, I didn't really, like, understand, like, the, like, truthfully, like, how much of, like, a true, like, science is behind, like, you, like, how much, like, how you were getting to that point. I didn't really, really realize how much like it took you to like put into that, like getting ready for a competition. Like that's, that's like, must've been like kind of tough to learn. Like you said, without a coach and shit. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely having a coach would help a lot. And that's why like a lot of people do use a coach because like figuring it out on your own, like there, there have been like people who've competed before, like that are like pretty high up, like professionals that have done their own coaching and like yeah it definitely just takes a lot more like attention to detail like and you have to be so so much more like disciplined and like mentally strong if you're doing it by yourself because you don't have like that extra set of eyes like watching you like 
it's just you. So you can convince yourself to do something that you shouldn't do. And like, just because like your brain will like tell you that you should do it. When, if you had a coach, you know, you're listening to what your coach says. So like, they're going to tell you one thing and you're not going to do like something else just because you think it's what you should do. Cause you know, your coach knows more than you do or like you, you trust your coach to like get you through your prep, which like, I think that would definitely help me out. Cause I definitely got in my own head a lot and like ate more food sometimes than I should have because I thought I needed it. Cause I wasn't feeling as good in the gym, but yeah, next time definitely uh, going to consider a coach. But yeah, that's how much do those coaches cost, would you say? Like how much would you expect uh, to pay for that? I haven't really looked into it to be honest, but I mean Yeah, I'd say probably like I mean it depends on the coach, but you could probably get like a cheaper coach for like a grand maybe for a prep. But I mean you gotta think that's like a pretty extended a period of time that you're going to be prepping for usually prep is like 12 to 16 weeks so if you think about that like per week that's only like 100 bucks a week but it might it might actually be more than that honestly like i haven't i haven't really looked into it and honestly i don't know where you'd even really hire a coach i mean i guess you can just look on fucking instagram and you can find a coach but ideally i'd want to have a coach that like could be you know in person with me and not just like all over like the phone or like text messages because I feel like that would definitely help me like be more accountable and then also have like that one-on-one kind of like connection more but broke up you should cut this part out but we should make an app for that <laughs> that's just texting and motivational stuff have you ever but, thought like, of coaching life. yourself Alex uh I mean that's what I did for the last prep was, no, you uh, meant like coaching, as in like you yourself oh, being a coach. Oh. oh yeah, yeah, coaching like being a coach. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd say definitely once if I got more experience, you know, uh, I'd consider like coaching, maybe when I'm like older. But yeah, yeah, it's kind of what my like, brother wants to do. So that's what I was like asking. Oh yeah, he's all into that stuff. Yeah, a lot of my family yeah. has done it in the past, so mm-hmm. it feels yeah. Yeah, was your dad a physique guy or like a weight guy? Because like, wasn't my he dad? like a? Yeah, my dad's a power lifter, but my mom's a bodybuilder. Or was both? There's wasn't both of those. Yeah. Was they hung up the hung up the yeah. metal? The, the reins have been hung up by now. <laughs> <laughs> my uncle was a power lifter too. I think. Broke up. Any power lifters in your family? Fuck you. I knew I knew half the time Broke up was here. He didn't fucking listen. You're Aaron? such a fake bitch, Broke up. No, Aaron left like a half an hour ago. Are you serious? Yeah, <laughs> I, you, I heard him. No, he said there's some soccer match or some shit, and he's like, I need to leave. Broke up is fucking annoying. Because he probably dabbed himself out and fell asleep sitting in the chair. Or he left, left the thing running, and now we don't know if we have this anymore, Prokop. There's a question. You fucking uh, annoying to, uh, fuck. Anyway, sorry. Do powerlifters or bodybuilders use marijuana? Is that like... I don't about that one. Yeah, I shouldn't have Yeah, I've, I've always just smoked. Like, I've never had a tea break since 
junior year of high school. And, you know, you should. <laughs> I tried to make, I made, I tried to make it work, you know, I think, you know, with fitness, you just gotta be able to enjoy yourself. And especially like with your diet, you know, find like what Alex said, like, you know, find that balance where, you know, you can enjoy the foods that you want and, you know, exercise X amount of days and not, you know, hate it. Yeah. Cause yeah. I know like a lot of, people i know at the gym who are like they usually only go for strength but they smoke a lot of weed and that's because they yeah i tried to make it work it just like after an intense gym session i you know would love to you know go smoke a dab or smoke a joint after uh but i just have like my dab pen and then i just you know casually just rip it right after the gym where it's right there in my car and then go get food Depends what you're going for. If you're going, if you're trying to eat more, I can see it yeah. being a uh, useful tool. But if it's the other way yeah. around, yeah, you just don't want to. I guess like long term, and definitely don't want to like condone and like have people like start like like smoking weed to like see gains. It's totally not the case. It's just yeah, just making it work in a way that's like that's no healthy correlation. still. Yeah, there's like no correlation whatsoever. It's like saying like I can lift weights and drink beer. Like oh okay. Like me when I when I lift I'm naturally I get super hungry. Like if I start lifting heavy like going on a bulk, I get like like I don't need marijuana to be like super hungry all the time. Honestly. Yeah, working out just makes you hungry and that's something I never like missed. Like that's something like I always harp on. Like you don't wanna you know if you don't eat before working out and you also don't eat within the one hour that you just finished working out, you're really just Again, what Alex said, like you'd be destroying your body, you'd reach a certain body fat percentage, or your body would just be in limbo, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, some people even use weed to like cut, I've heard. Like, because at some point, like the hunger can get so bad that it actually like will affect your sleep. So people will smoke to like help sleep. But yeah, I, I, that's I, I would idea. never be able to do that. Very valid. I just get the munchies. I don't know how yeah. people fucking do. <laughs> I can't. I can't like smoke weed without eating like a whole large pizza. Like yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah. Either that. Or, yeah. <laughs> See, mine is if you use it in moderation throughout the day. That way, it's not like one epic high moment. It's more of a maintain of like. Some may call You've it normal. have been high for the past five years. <laughs> then. Yeah. <laughs> then you never really hunt more hungry than ever. I, I did notice that, like, honestly, ever since college, I get hungry a lot. Like, I, for a while, that was also because I, I was prescribed Adderall, and I think that helped with snacking, too. It's probably the money, too, like, now that you actually have. Yeah, it's the problem. Money. Now that I'm like, oh, I can go buy an Italian ice. I'm like, oh, buy an Italian ice. <laughs> right, Sabrina? Yeah, anyway. Uh, yeah. Uh, we could, If you guys have anything more about, like, the like, bodybuilding shit that you guys haven't, like, harped on yet, um, we can finish up on, like, non-bodybuilding stuff because you guys are well-rounded individuals if you guys want to. Um, mm-hmm. As you guys are both old people in the frat, we can cut. As most of our listeners are frat people. There's, a, there's some people who listen. I appreciate you people who listen. I know who you are. If you shout me out who aren't frat people, I appreciate you. Some are the AOs too. So it's like, here's what it is, bro. Like they fucking, you're a frat person. <laughs> most of them are frat people. So we can talk, we, we, we normally, we can talk about how, if 
your experience with it, if you think that like you got like what uh what you feel like you would have as a freshman when you joined Sigo, like when you got like do you feel like you got stuff out of it? Yes, yeah. and yeah. absolutely not. Like you know, it doesn't have to do with like um like body. It doesn't have to do with fitness or bodybuilding as well. Just like I think, just being a good person, well-rounded person. Um, you know, always just like striving for something. You know, you don't want to and end up being a a deadbeat rock. You know, it's not moving and just like having goals, ambitions. Like it's it's definitely healthy to have at least one hobby one habit but going along with like Sigo, it's they really enforce very uh good principles of uh academic achievement athletic endeavors and you know all senses of unity dude this kid's this kid's bringing out the fucking public relations fucking answer dude yeah, <laughs> yeah i'm just but uh my freshman year if i was into fitness my freshman year i think i would have had a lot less fun <laughs> Like, being, like, joining Sigo for, like, the first semester and just, like, drinking and partying, like, that shit was a blast. Yeah, I kinda like... Really, I kind of wish I kept that up, you know, but I probably would be, like, 300 pounds by now if I did. Oh, you have... Dude, you hit uh, a... Pa- and that's the thing I think, like... You gotta hang it that, up at some point, you know? That's the thing that I think I, like, wanted to ask you guys, too, because you're both old people, and then, like, so that way the people, the young kids who listen, they can fucking know this. And you don't think it's, all oh, it's just old man Cooper preaching, dude. But I'm telling you, dude, you hit the point where you're just like, oh, my God, I can just not do this anymore. I hit mine about junior year where I'm like every day. Like, because, dude, it got to the point where, like, it was bad. Yeah, like, it was, like, freshman and sophomore year, dude. I was like, if I continue this habit, like, there's going to be fucking problems long term. (laughs) There's going to be long consequences. I think junior year is definitely the year where that happens for most people. I think that was the same for me. Like, I mean, it it definitely happened, too, because fucking COVID and shit, but... That COVID shit fucked us up. Because now I feel mad old whenever I go back there. I'm like, I'm not that fucking old, but it feels like forever yeah. since I've been there. Because it was like, literally, like, I was saying, I didn't really go, like, be- once COVID started, I didn't really come by until, like, I got my vaccine, which was in, like, the end of March. So, like, I didn't come by until, like, Brooklyn got vaccinated, I don't think, which was, like, April. So I yeah. was like, I was like, dude, it was a- almost a full calendar fucking year. And then I was like, who the fuck is this person, dude? Some of these fucking new people. Now I feel mad old. Yeah, yeah that's we didn't get that semester where we could like just dude. Oh my god, I think that uh, honestly, <laughs> honestly, I had no I don't classes. Think... I only had like four bullshit classes left. I was working at Yulin's, bro. I would have came home at six p.m. and been like, fucking eighteen rack of Miller High Life, dude. Like the glory days. I might have picked up dipping again. Like it would have probably been bad. Like honestly, the amount of destruction we would have done to that house, especially now that we know that six inside. Oh, Sig's inside? Dude, I've said yeah, it, and I've said it before. Yeah. I was the goddamn Susan B. Anthony of smoking in that fucking house. I still have fines. I know I do. I've been meaning <laughs> to talk to fucking the treasurer about it. I know yeah. I still have fines for smoking everybody up on the first floor, and then now everybody can smoke on the first floor and shit. And I took the fucking... I took the fall for that, and you can ask Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a goddamn... I'm a goddamn activist, dude, and I don't, I don't feel like that year... You guys you guys got a benefit of that year. Ronnie was the OG one, though. Ronnie... Yeah, Ronnie and Babs were the OG, too. Like, they would just be like... They would be like... They'd be like, if you tell any... They'd be like, yo, we won't... We won't fucking tell... If you don't tell anybody, we'll smoke you out. But I'm like, alright. <laughs> Sharp didn't come by ever. So we got away with that shit easy. Sharp would come by like once a week and we'd like destroy his room. 
<laughs> I still remember the time that and I like I don't even think you guys were around yet. I think this is when uh when like Jack and like Max and stuff were joining. Where like me and my Oh fuck, I, I said his name. Yeah, yeah, fuck no, don't even say <laughs> Cut this whole pipe. Okay. Pro cop. Even though you're gone, you fuck. He's still not back, is he? He's gotta end the recording. I'm gonna call him. <laughs> but anyway, um, we both like fucking packed a monster, like a monster chaw of like Grizz Wintergreen. I still can't smell this shit because of it. And then we like Ian's like, oh fuck, got it. <laughs> Broke up. <laughs> <laughs> An hour forty, oh, no. cut the whole thing. <laughs> um, anyway, we fucking. Just bleep the names. I guess that's all you need to do. We we both like guzzled a beer and then threw up all over fucking <laughs> the floor. The one night sharp comes back and the fucking thing was the his room was destroyed and then he punched me in the face when I was asleep. And then uh, he yelled at Ian, but fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God damn it. Anyway, what a fucking nightmare this has become. And it's all because Pro Cup left. Yeah, dude, you're just thrown off now. Dude, I don't know oh, what the fuck we're going to do. He all over the room and Sharp got pissed because it was his room. I've just been away <laughs> yeah. from the mic. I haven't really... If you want to sum it up. Dude, talking. you're mad annoying, Pro Cop. What do you mean you're stepping away from the mic? This is what I'm saying. That's the other thing I said earlier. People want you to talk, dude. There's been reviews from people. They want more Pro Cop, and then you step away from the mic. After two episodes ago, you fucking ditched us, dude, because you dabbed yourself out, bro. My God. So we're running a you, we're running a professional ship. We have a producer, guys. Yeah, we're the, you're the producer, but you're also the voice of the people. That we like hearing you talk, and then you disappear. It's so sad. Anyway, yeah, you're gonna have to bleep out a lot of shit. <laughs> the last like five minutes. Oh, I know. Uh, I couldn't stop saying it. I couldn't stop saying his name. <laughs> its name. But um, yeah, no. The the if I did that every semester for the whole time in college, plus like the lack of self respect that I would have been able to have, things needed to change. And honestly, Sigo showed me that because then I watched all you young guys coming and doing the same gross shit, watching Chet do all that gross shit. I'm like, oh my god, am I Chet? And then <laughs> I uh, had a fucking uh, stop doing it. When I saw Chet put a fucking lip of fucking uh, pipe tobacco in his gum, when there was like five of us down the basement, and it wasn't for like a joke or anything, I was like, oh, I need to stop doing what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, Chet. <laughs> Chet's coming on the podcast soon too, so that's a little preview for what we're gonna. Talk hey. about with Chet. Um. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't even know. Sometimes I just like I just can't believe I just talked myself down that rabbit hole for five minutes. <laughs> God damn. Anyway, hole. not even the chat rabbit hole. Just how like uh. Just how like how different it was. <laughs> we acted so different once. Like you guys came around. You guys, like, that's what I'm saying. You guys especially, like, Jack, Max, and Evan and stuff, like, Chris. Like, 
they saw behind the curtain to that like even Brooklyn hasn't truly seen it. Like she saw like it like once we came back from summer, we were just fucking like shouldn't be saying this out loud. She's gonna be embarrassed. She'll never talk to me again. Um, but yeah, no, it was bad. We used to be reckless as fuck. <laughs> you guys kind of saw it when we allegedly threw tables off of the bridge. <laughs> I mean, I, I was I was there. Yeah. No, 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 no. You weren't there. Oh, yeah, um, I mean, I was. I definitely was. This hypothetical not. story of a, a, a dream I had one time. Yeah, it was um, a dream. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, no, you gave me my degree. I threw a table off the bridge. What are you going to do about it? Anyway. Yeah. yeah. I can't believe they didn't lock those down. Oh, they did after. <laughs> yeah. They were locked up after. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, Remember thank, we... thank God we threw those off the bridge. Yeah, you did them yeah. a service. Yeah. Yeah. Or what Actually, if some if lunatic threw two of them or someone else threw two of them? There was the... Uh... There was a time that the Prez, uh, the current Prez, and then uh, a few other people got caught on camera tearing down the sign in front of the police officers at the Patriots thing. That was another great look for us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that might be cut. Maybe cut that. Pro cop. Actually, no. What are they going to fucking do? They didn't do anything then. They didn't do anything now. <laughs> what are you going to do? You don't know who that is either. What are you going to do? random listener but if you're not a random listener you know who it is good for you you know the story i don't even know who that is i don't even remember yeah there you go you weren't around actually old man yeah oh the reason so that was the only time you guys really ever saw it it was dude it was something else because that was also when the, the gypsy era was still around us ago i don't know if that's okay to say um probably not yeah we caught probably not. So. Cut it i'd say so Let's bleep it. Um, but that era, that was also something else. Like, we'd wake up in the morning. There was one day we came downstairs. And the whole floor on the first floor was literally covered in garbage. Like, I'm not talking, like, trash, like, as in cups and shit. I'm talking, like, rotten food and shit all over the ground. And there's certain people were up smoking um, the cigarettes and stuff on the first floor, which we weren't allowed to do. Um, and they're like, oh. oh. You were allowed to until I was present. Oh, that is true. I think you were president when this happened. Because this is when, like, uh, CG, oh, came, <laughs> CG came back and, like, was, like, a visitor. And he's like, oh, yeah, we didn't see who did it, but we'll keep our eye out for it. And we're like, bro, come on. I'm like, we know who did it. You guys were throwing each other in the trash and shit before we fucking left. And then we went upstairs, and all of a sudden we woke up. There was no one else in the house, and then there's trash all over the floor. Wonder who did it. <laughs> Just, like... How, Trevor the, said somebody hit him with a lighter. Yeah, when people hmm, were throwing lighters. Life, and we didn't him. see anybody do that. <laughs> yeah, I like, wonder who it was. <laughs> I wonder who they, could be that. Allegations, man. Remember they brought the elliptical? They brought it up, and they tried to. They brought it all the way up to the third floor, and then brought it back down outside. And we're like, dude, you need to get rid of this fucking it's elliptical. Yard for, yeah. yeah, and they're like, it will not sit in this yard, we promise you. <laughs> <laughs> And the thing was out there for like a year and a half. <laughs> Dude, it was like d- just debauchery every single time. It was like you couldn't make the shit up. <laughs> and it wasn't worth fighting it either. It's like, what are you going to do? They'd be up like smashing bottles in the basement and shit until like 2 a.m. And he'd be like, Dude, it's a Wednesday night, please. <laughs> like 50 people would be in the uh, in, in third right. And you'd be sitting, and like Joey and I would, I would be sleeping on Joey's futon, 
and they would come and like steal our wheat and shit. And it just became like we just became accustomed to it. And then Brooklyn's wondering why I'm all anxious and shit. I hide stuff, and the second it goes missing, like someone stole it, because <laughs> like, yeah. they fucking did, bro. They would just come in and be like, oh, they like to the grinder of weed. And they, their excuse would be like, bro, we were keeping the party going. And we're like, bro, we don't give a fuck about the party. I'm like, it's a fucking Wednesday, bro. We have class in the morning. And I'm like, it's your friends. So you don't give a shit about that. But we're keeping the, best the party was, When you were broke, though, every morning, you'd go down. If you woke up around, like, 7 or 8, like, you, you go to class or whatever. You probably had like a fifteen minute window where you could probably pocket every beer that's just sitting out, like every unopened beer and stuff, or bottle of alcohol. You could just the treasures it. you used to find, because no one lost like everyone lost shit because it wasn't like a fucking like eighty five of you people in the house, like you know what I mean. So they'd be fucking, they'd be like, they'd, we'd go down in the morning to find shit. To just be like a whole thirty rack of like rolling rock and be like, all right, well. <laughs> That'll be for tomorrow. That's why I feel bad. I go over and I'm like, oh, I'm just going to eat this shit out of the fridge. And then I'm like, oh, we can't just do that anymore. But dude, remember when uh, Dan, Dan uh, Wood, since that's not a real person, um, remember he fucking, well, who is also coming on the podcast soon, believe it or not, as we start to wrap up preview. He's coming on in the next few weeks. Um, he has, he, dude, he's lost a fucking lot of weight too. Dude, he, but he did it. Through, he did it through food, I think. I don't know if he's like a gym guy. So that's gonna be another interesting talk at the top of the top. Talk about yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be a good episode. Um, so get ready for that. But yeah, no. Um, fuck. What was I saying before that? Who knows? Who knows what I was saying? Oh, his mom used to bring over food. Yeah, yeah. And like the fucking trays of food, but then like it would the sit. Angel. It would sit in there. Like certain shit would sit in there. Like shepherd's pie would be in there for like two weeks before someone would finally be like, "This needs to be thrown out." <laughs> like, some people would go down and take slivers off. I'm like, bro, that's like twelve day old fucking shepherd's pie in that fridge. That's definitely not good. That was like when the fucking mice and shit were running around. Oh, it was nuts. All allegedly, though. All allegedly. All allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what are you going to do? Cut it if you want. I don't care. Prokop's in charge of cutting it. Like I said. I trust Prokop's judgment. If this motherfucker stepped away again, dude. I did not step away. <laughs> All right. Dude, say something when you're being talked to, Prokop. We want you involved. You're just saying... Okay. You're just saying <laughs> what I'm going to do when I listen to this. But I want time. you to acknowledge it and then say something, dude. Like, you know what I mean? Be involved. Say something. What happened okay. when you were okay. around, dude? You were around before that. What happened before that, dude? I'm sure it was crazy before, before that, we came. It was. It was about the same. There was more. There was more characters, no. I think, before. There were like hood rats instead of. Uh, yikes! The, um, the, instead of gypsies. Uh, Instead of that Yikes. word that we, I don't I know we if we're saying is okay. You said not. hood rats. I can't say chips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they were the white mass hole hood rats. So, oh word. So <laughs> we'll call them instead of gypsies. We'll call them micees. I'm saying they're, words they're like mice. <laughs> <laughs> hey, all right, any listener, I'll they call themselves that. that. It's not like we're saying that as a derogatory term. It's like they they labeled themselves as that. That's so fucking lame. Uh, Was okay. it fitting? 
It yes. was fitting. Yeah. You guys, like, and then, honestly, like, it, it turned around after that, and you guys started to get on the uptick, and you guys did so much more. You guys are doing fantastic things now. It's a stand-up place now. That's what I'm saying. Like, back in the day, it was something else. Like, I can, I pitched it to my... Like, what I pitched Sigo as to my parents is what it has become, which is, I think, is a yeah. positive. Yeah, definitely. Like, the things that... Like, I'm not even active anymore, but, like, the things the actives are doing now, like, I'm seeing it, like, they're actually posting on, like, the Instagram and shit now. And, like, I'm seeing all these different, like, like charity events and shit they're doing. And, like, you know, the, like, active brotherhood is, like, as big as it's ever been, you know, in a while. Yeah, he finally but, tell his parents about it. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but, that was our goal, to make it a place that Krieger could tell his parents about. Yeah, Krieger's also coming on the podcast soon. We don't have a date for him, though. Yeah, I can definitely attest to that. It's just like, you know, when it starts getting towards the weekend, it gets very, like, tiring, especially, you know. It's only been the start of semester where I can see that, you know, the brothers have, you know, busy schedules during the week, and then, you know, things start getting more ramped up, you know, as the weekend comes to a close. You know, staying up very late nights and then, you know, waking up early to go to, like, certain charity events and then, you know, repeating the same thing can just be a lot. So it's definitely, you know, definitely getting better and we're handling it. And like you say, it's becoming a stand-up place. I was saying it wasn't before. that Everybody there was uh, good people. They had good intentions. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It, and dude, like, I'm going to be honest with you. The content was just you couldn't make the shit up. So anyway. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad you guys got a positive experience about it because uh, it's interesting because it's kind of like it makes – it, it's it's crazy because like Joe Prokop and I like saw you guys coming in and like now to like where you're at is like kind of crazy. Yeah, I still can't believe I'm out now. Like, yeah, dude, that's what I'm saying. Like, I can't, but like crazy. You're not. Yeah. Oh, I'm so old. It, it takes a bit. Yeah, after like three years, it feels like a breeze. Yeah, Prokop, you're old as sin, dude. What are you, 25 already? Going on 26? Oof. Here's the, th- here, here's the thing, though. Have like, fun on that downslope. They say thirty is. <laughs> what's weird for me is that when, uh, like my first year, like there were brothers who were twenty six, and I've probably said this before. So like my, like view of it is completely skewed, because I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm not even twenty six yeah, yet. And we made it normal, were, I think. Like yeah. to the point where like we're like the old ones now. I think that's good. Because <laughs> like agreed. Yeah, some of the is old. Yeah, like some of the gatherings. I'm like, that's the thing. Like, my God, there was like, like when we were 18, there was like full grown fucking adults in there. If dude. we threw get laid, there'd be, I would not have not been the oldest one there, like I was at 24. Dude, I felt old as fuck at that party, bro. And I'm like, why? Not that <laughs> party happened. We didn't have a party, but if a party were to say happen, and I went to oh. it, I would be the oldest one there as of right now supposed to earlier when other hypothetical parties happened <laughs> having a girlfriend really helps you phase out earlier so i oh. see that with a lot yeah definitely helps it's the second perspective <laughs> getting unbiased i, I guess i'm the prime example of that yeah pro cup we know you're the fucking og of it 
Because <laughs> the difference is Dan Woods <laughs> fucking Dan, Dan Woods girlfriend thrived in it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're gonna have to get them on as a couple. That's gonna be oh, they could get on as a couple. That's a good point. We could talk about a chef shit. And then we... That would be funny. We definitely yeah. should. Because that's like one you uh, pro cup and pro cup you and Joe can just absolutely fucking take over. Because you guys have your weird little fucking anime click. I don't watch it. <laughs> I've never watched anime. I know, but you fit into the oddballs, Joe. What do you want me to tell you? I'm an interpreter. <laughs> Joe's the mess. <laughs> the Rosetta Stone between groups. Translator. <laughs> I'm disgusted by anime. Dude, it's, that's gonna be that's gonna be funny. That was a good point. Whoever brought that up, that would be really good. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. No, that was uh, it definitely helps you phase out because it's like fun at first, and then it's like, uh, all right, <laughs> like, I'm starting to see what the gimmick here is. <laughs> <laughs> once, it, once, um. Once, like, it felt like I was in, like, the Truman Show where, like, shit kept us repeating. Like, the same kind of, like, character kept on trying to fight me at 12 o'clock every night when we kicked them out. I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God, do I really want to continue this? <laughs> like, Absolutely not. And it's so hot. You're, like, sweating buckets, and you're like, for what? You know what I mean? But who am I? For a chance of freedom at 12. Yeah, exactly. Dude, remember After Lee hours, a... fucking sweat his ass off. Dude, just dripping. That, that's another podcast we're having in the future. DC and Nico. Uh, fuck! Fuck! <laughs> Cut the name out again. Like <laughs> 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 oh. DC and Leron. Fuck, dude. Oh my god. We need to end this soon. I'm fucking, I'm, I'm fucking crumbling at the end. Let's give Leron a name. No, he doesn't get a nickname. <laughs> He's getting doxxed. <laughs> Dox Dox him. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah. Do you guys have any closing thoughts that you want to say? Uh, anything? Uh, anything related? Any gossip? Anything in the news? Any fitness-related things? Any wrap-up that? Let's wrap this uh, bad Larry up. Yeah, I, I guess like with COVID, I know everything's been tough. But thing I could say is like whether you put something off like before, during. You know, a little bit after, like, there's always, like, something better you can work for and just, you know, keep your head up and just, just, uh damn, I, I kind of just, like, kind of faltered here. This is going to have to be cut. No, don't cut it. <laughs> no, That's raw as fuck. End it right there. That's true. <laughs> You're going to need a, you, you will falter, but you need to rise above it. Yeah. Um, you got, uh, Alex, you have any closing thoughts? Anything, anything you want to, you want to wrap up with? And then Khan perfectly summed it up there. Perfect. Perfect. Well, uh, Prokop, Joey, anything you want to bring up before we end this th- this week's uh, episode? Opinions on Afghanistan. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> no, I think we've... Our, it was honestly great. Have... Yeah, that was great. It, it was great hearing uh, both of you guys' all. kind of perspectives on everything. You guys, honestly, like... The way you're, you, like I said before, like I said it earlier, like the way you guys approach stuff, I feel like it's both like, you both have like a very like healthy like mindset about it. I, I enjoy both of your content when you put it out, you know what I mean? Like you guys both kind of like share, like I feel like interesting stuff and like kind of have like 
obviously your similar perspectives and stuff because of like this like the the like the environment you're in but you also kind of really have like both of your experiences and it was great kind of like getting to share that because like i feel like someone if you're listening and you've stuck through i feel like there's only a few of you that really stick through to this end and i appreciate you um i hope you somebody someone from it learns i'm sure you guys like talk to most of the people who listen anyway but i'm glad you guys uh got to come on and share your stuff it was like, honestly a very great conversation until i started doxing everybody making pro cup having to hit the fucking beeper thing like the easy button in a staples commercial back in like the fucking mid 2000s when that thing first came out that was easy that was easy <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no it was great having you guys on uh we'll definitely have you guys on again uh alex i hope you uh do another competition we get to learn about your experience again han uh, i hope your athletic training stuff continues um We'll see you guys obviously soon, I'm sure. Uh, thank you. Yeah, no. Uh, Pocop, thank you for having to edit, even though you disappeared for a fucking hour, you douchebag. Um, Aaron, Irish goodbye. Aaron's even he, worse. Dude, the fact that he didn't even say bye or anything, he texted me. He knew, I, like, I knew he was going to leave, but like, I'm, I'm shocked he didn't say, like, oh, bye, guys, I got to run. He, he had to watch some soccer match, so it better be fucking riveting. Um, Better be, yep. better be two to one. Yeah, absolute bloodbath. Uh, Joe, glad you could come on. Um, we we we'll have you guys on again too because I know we wanted to talk about like other shit too. Um, but it was great having you guys on. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. Next week we're gonna be recording with Kalen. I don't know what the conversation will entail, but we'll see. It's gonna be definitely interesting, regardless. So tune into that. After that, we'll probably have the Green Wave Entertainment people uh, boys back on. We'll have Timon on this time. I don't know what his fucking name is. They all have different names. Um, they just dropped an album. It was really cool. Uh, they're apparently making another one, so we'll come in and talk to them again. They were just a bundle of fun. Dan Wood's coming on the week after that, probably, uh, talking about his chef stuff. Uh, and I don't know what else. He's probably going to talk about other stuff. Dan Wood's a deep person. And then, uh, yeah, other than that, we don't know who else we're going to have on. Um, but yeah, people coming down the line. So get ready. Thanks guys again for joining Alex. Do you want to plug one last time, dude, Han, one last time, your fucking fitness stuff, go follow them. It's great stuff. Uh, one last time and then we'll end up. Yeah. Alex aesthetic or AL aesthetic. Uh, if you ever want to, you know, any advice on anything, feel free to DM me or, you know, most of you probably just know me. So just shoot me a text. I can give you some advice, any guidance you need. There's a few people that don't know you, so dude, maybe you get one follow, dude, and it's all worth it. Hey. Yeah, and uh, yeah, you can follow me at uh, Han Lifts. That's uh, uh, with a Y. Uh, there's a period in between, and you know, it's uh, it's getting, it's a little slow, but it's getting there. So uh, stay tuned for more. Word. Thanks, guys. Uh, talk to you soon. Bye, Poka. Fuck you, bitch. That's how we're gonna end it. I want that fuck you, bitch, in there, Poka. Alright, 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 alright. I can take the heat. What are you gonna do? What are you doing? Napping, dude?